Welcome to Totes Recall, the podcast where we talk about a movie we don't remember very well. Watch that movie. Eat. Oh, no. Drink. Oh. Be merry. Whoa. What do we eat? Oh. Pizzas oh, and salads. Okay. Thank you, patrons. No Thank you, patrons. Uh, and then talk about what we've learned about that movie. Talk about what that movie's learned about us. <laughs> My name is Dan. I'm Molly. I'm also Dan. And I'm Beth. And this is our, oh, are those are those jingle bells I hear? Bing bong, bing bong, bing bong, bing bong. It's snowing outside. Is that a man in a big red suit? Oh, oh, oh. I'm an old, crusty British industrialist, and I don't believe in joy. Please, sir, may I have a cup of that's not holiday-themed at all. Oh, fine. Wait, is it? I don't <laughs> no, know. It's Oliver. Has anyone read Oliver recently? Do they <laughs> do they celebrate the holidays in Oliver? Uh, it's our holiday episode, and our movie is Die Hard. Oh! Yay. Which half of us remembered we were watching. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I remembered NBD. I did, too, though I double-checked with Beth right before. <laughs> Wait, isn't it controversial whether this is actually a holiday movie or it not? Is. It is. Okay. At least controversial. Yeah. Yeah. You want to get right into it? <laughs> Sorry, I totally cut you off, and then neither of us <laughs> went after that. That's because we're being very polite to each other, because it is the holidays. Yeah. It's the holidays. Uh, we're spreading cheer. None of us want to be the Grinch of the podcast, even though we already know who that is. Yeah. <laughs> I'll come out and say it. I don't think this is a Christmas movie. <gasps> but also... I don't care. Yeah. Wow. That's kind of where I'm at. Yeah, it's a movie that takes place on Christmas. Right. Mm-hmm. I mean, okay, I'll just be the contrarian. Isn't it kind of about the Christmas spirit? Is it? Yeah, it's about him stepping on glass and his oh, wife's buddy does coke. Well, I mean, some other things happen too, right? It's so. also called snow sometimes. Oh, oh. I'm of the opinion. Back in. That. <laughs> <laughs> I'm of the opinion that you could say it's a Christmas movie because it's a movie that takes place during Christmas. And if you think about like what people consider Christmas movies, that is sometimes like literally it. That is all the dressing being hung on that time. Yeah, like Home Alone is set. It's like mostly about like home invasion. But, like, <laughs> but then there's also like Garland. Well, but doesn't he have a meaningful conversation with his neighbor? Oh, yeah. Wisdom character at a church on Christmas Eve. Sure, but about that... family. Mm. Isn't that more about family though than like that's Christmas? I think the themes of family uh, is a point towards something becoming well, a Christmas. I mean, journey. in that case, every Fast and Furious movie. Well, uh, it's would got count it's got it... points. It's not a decide-all thing. <laughs> Do you not think all the family next Fast movies. and Furious movie is going to be a Christmas? Movie? I would uh, love that. Fast and Furious. I mean, Jingle nine bells. <laughs> what? I don't know. Wow. Oh, yeah, because it has to that. have the number nine in it also. Yeah. yeah oh, right. Oh, Ooh. do you think there'll be like a sled that uh, like has like a crate? I think it's the tagline would be Jingle oh. All the Way. Oh, You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. What? Like extreme. Like the Schwarzenegger movie? What? Was there an All the Way Schwarzenegger Jingle movie? All the Way. Jingle All the Way. That's that what, was a movie? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it was filmed here in the great state of Minnesota. With yeah. Shazam star Sinbad. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway that was such a good movie Shazam I loved it the point is Die Hard is probably a Christmas movie or not who cares live your truth it yeah. doesn't matter if this it's movie's... one for you then it's one for you yeah it's not one for me and I don't think it is generally yeah but 
Like, I don't care. Right. Like, people probably have, like, Christmas movies where they watch a certain movie at Christmas, but it's, like, something insane that has yeah, nothing to do with like Christmas. Yeah, like, Saw 4 every yeah. Christmas. And, like, this what? is my Christmas movie. Right? You're like, okay, live your life. Yeah. That's wow. weird. Yeah. <laughs> but it's yours. It's true. But, but I, yeah, people are, like, mad about it are sometimes. people mad about it or just people were tangentially associated with and bored on the internet mad oh, about it. Bored oh, on the internet that. mad for sure. Because I have no sense of if this is like a cultural culture wide argument. I mean, I, I think I know one of the biggest proponents of this as a Christmas movie. Uh it is a local theater artist who does a diehard Christmas show every year. So it's just marketing then? No, I mean I think it's a for real deep down belief. I wonder how many people that really believe it's a Christmas movie are doing that just to get other people's goats as mm. it were i feel like this is the kind of movie you say is a christmas movie just to make people mad who are really into christmas movies yeah i feel like it's a christmas movie Ooh, see there Great. you go Live your truth. <laughs> but also i'm mad at you yeah goats yeah. have been had i didn't or gotten I, I like... yeah my goat got got okay <laughs> what bath you were saying something oh i was just saying it to make people mad i yeah. don't really care who cares come yeah. at us Maybe. Uh, Who cares? <laughs> die, die Hard Christmas Heads. Oh, well, yeah. Die, 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 die Hards. Die. Or the, oh, oh die Molly. Hearts. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Molly gets double me. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, this movie may or may not be a Christmas movie. We've already talked about it far longer than we should yeah, have. Yeah, I mean, it's our holiday episode, so I guess we've all decided it sort of is. Yeah. yeah. The brand of Totes Recall has yes. firmly decided it is a Christmas movie. I mean, yeah. I, I think we're watching this because no one had seen Home for the Holidays, which I think is the holiday movie. Which one is that? It has Holly Hunter in it. Is that the one where JTT's gotta get home? Or <laughs> no, that's I'll be home for Christmas. <laughs> oh, okay. I haven't seen that either, I but haven't I seen want it. to watch it. Yeah, we should watch that. Ooh, next year. What? There's a movie where JTT has to come home on time to get a sports car. Wait, what? That that's Sean the motivation? Did... I think so. Oh, it's amazing. Like, he'll get a car for Christmas. So it's just consumerism that's motivating him? That's it's not family togetherness at all? It's like in prime JTT. Yeah. Prime, yeah, yeah, yeah. Prime. And that's Jonathan yeah. Taylor Thomas? Correct. Yeah. Yes. Okay, come on. Come on, Molly. Come on, Molly. Ooh. Speaking of... Uh, I don't know, people who are on TV that were in the prime of their careers that were then in a Christmas movie. Oh. Bruce Willis is in this movie. Yeah. And that cop who was on the TV show. Wait, what oh. TV show was he on? Moonlighting. Oh, yeah. That's how oh. it started out. This was like part of, that was like part of the reason this movie was a big deal, right? Because it was just like Bruce Willis is doing an action gun movie. Oh, what? Man. Was it? Yeah. yeah. Oh. That's my understanding, at least. I was young yeah. when it came out, so I didn't care. I was right? older. I was watching Moonlighting. Yeah. And he was such a. Um, you know, at the time, all of that smirking and the way he gave his lines and the whole idea of your action hero also being wry and kind of funny. Because Moonlighting was like kind of a comedy, right? Like it was kind of silly? Uh, it was kind of silly. Or he definitely like... was the half that brought the most silly. Okay. Sybil Shepherd was a very snoozy character. What is that show about? Uh, it's it's a He's like a private detective. Is sure. that right? I don't know. I don't know. Somehow it's one of those like uh, overboard stories where she's well to do, or it's like a Sam and Diane from oh, Cheers, okay. and will they or she's won't a they? Mermaid? And there's <laughs> wait, he's investigating. There's no mermaid in Overboard. What am I thinking of? I, I don't know. Splash. 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 Oh boy. <laughs> oh geez. I get those movies confused. <laughs> But there's all this tension for the whole first two seasons. Uh And in the last episode of the second season, I think, 
they finally get together and they Ooh. roll all over the floor. Oh. And you can see where he like lifts up a towel next to her cheek, sort of, or like he, he like moves her hair or her clothes or something. But it's because they were both laughing so hard because it was all so awkward oh. after playing all that tension for so long. Sure. Apparently. Uh, anyway, that was Moonlighting. Yeah. We'll put that on our third podcast after Big Friends Bang is uh-huh. done. We'll do Moonlighting and the show that the cop from Die Hard was in. <laughs> Wait, is, is the cop Carl Winslow? That yes. sounds right. That name sounds right. Which show right. was Urkel in? Yeah, Urkel. Is that Carl Winslow? The Urkel show. Yeah. The Urkel show. Family, um, Family Matters. Yeah. Matters. Great. We'll watch Moonlighting and Family Matters. I love it. He also yes. plays a cop in Family Matters. Right. What? Typecast. Oh, <laughs> yeah. no. Uh, so um, there's a villain named yeah. Hans yeah. and he has blonde hair. Yes. Uh, oh my god, Alan I can't remember his name. Fucking Allie Ricks, man. Allie Ricks, Allie Ricks. crushing his it. First, this is movie, our second Allie Ricks holiday movie. <gasps> what? Oh. We also watched Love Actually. That's right. Jaquette's oh. bet. This one's better than Love Actually. <laughs> I will double Dan on that. Ooh. <laughs> Secondary bet. Even though he is a murderous criminal, we will like his character more than his character in Love Actually. Yeah, I'll agree with that. Yeah, I'm on board. I will also say that probably this relationship between McClanahan, is that right? No. John McClane? John McClane. John McClane. Close enough. And his wife, who goes by a different last name, uh, is more healthy than any relationship in Love Actually. I'll double down on that. Yeah. Uh, And here's what's sad is I had always seen Die Hard and uh but i was really fuzzy on the details and so then about two years ago i finally watched it and i realized i had never seen it before <laughs> so apparently this happens even outside of Ted's <laughs> <laughs> but i remember some details i'm very excited Lay he, them on exciting. Us. there's a barefoot scene uh-huh. yeah and oh there's a scene where he gets driven in a car Yes, at the beginning. Oh, they're definitely. Is. Oh yeah, it's isn't that where they the explain car? like his entire character? Oh yeah, it's where the like, driver's like, "Oh, you got a wife or something," and he's <laughs> oh, just yeah. like, "Oh, actually, no, I'm oh, divorced." Yeah. The little driver. driver yeah. who's like just parties underground. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And doesn't know what's going on for most of the movie. Yeah, oh, he's like comedy. listening to loud music, and then he freaks out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, yeah, absolutely, and there are bad guys, and his wife, and uh, I think maybe her boss gets killed, Oof. and there's an elevator, Ooh. there's definitely an elevator, um, the kind you can see through, <laughs> I guess it'll be made of glass. A glass elevator? Yeah. I wonder, oh, I wonder if there'll be any, like, career metaphors I can find in this one. <laughs> I like, hope so. I do, Is she in a, a glass ceiling Do you think she's got a conversation with the boss of just, like, when am I going to get that? Whatever. I don't or know. Or if he says something, like, really patronizing, like, oh, if you nail that account, maybe we'll discuss your Why don't you come up to my office Ooh. and we'll raise something up. Is he Creep Supreme? Dude. Is the boss Creep Supreme in this I movie? Don't think I don't think so either. I think she likes her boss. Oh. Oh, oh and he's jealous. Her husband is jealous. But really uh, of her whole life. Because oh, she sure. picked up and left him in New York. Yeah. Where he's a cop. Which she explains mm-hmm. in detail oh, in that yeah. drive over. <laughs> yep. So she's big time corporate lady. Yeah. At a corporate party. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Someone does coke. I know this for sure. Okay, good. <laughs> I think she has like, hmm, there's like another guy in the office that she might be dating. Yeah. He's like a party animal. Yeah. Is he the coke guy? Yeah. I think so. When did this movie come out, speaking of coke? Oh, 80... Seven. I'm also going to say 87. I'll say 85 for oh. Spice. Um, 
86. Oh. Nice. To be right in between a okay. sandwich. <laughs> I thought you were I thought you were gonna say a range of years. And post Does that. Anyone not to just pivot completely, does anyone remember what Hans Gruber is doing there? Oh like why mean. he's being a crimer. He wants money? Yeah, I think there's so. a safe. In yeah. the basement that they have to unlock for is some reason. Is it code? Reason. Or is it? Oh, it's weapons. It's got to be weapons. The, isn't that Die Opposite Hard of the 3? basement. Isn't it up in the top? I think it's in the basement. Ooh, okay. It ends on the top. I think he's on the top and he has to work his way down. Ooh, Ooh corporate metaphor. <laughs> wait, wait. do we think he's working his way up through the building or down Ooh. through the building? Hans Gruber? No. No. Uh, uh, McClane. John McClane. Great uh, question. <laughs> I mean, the climactic end action is on the roof. Yeah. No, he's definitely in the lobby at one point. Uh-huh. Or somebody's in the lobby. Bad guys are in the lobby. The cops in the lobby. <laughs> the cops outside. No, he comes into the lobby. They get a call, and he goes in, and the guy, there's like a guy, one of the b- bad guys, is sitting at the front desk, and he's like, "Nope, everything's fine." Oh. And then he's like, "All right, we'll see you later." And then he leaves, and then he's like, "Hmm, something weird is happening," and Ooh. then he sees something happen. Molly's bet there's a bank of security cameras somewhere, and they get tricked. Mm-hmm. Nice. Doesn't, uh, I feel like Cop realizes, like, how crazy shit has gotten because, like, McLean, like, I don't know, like, throws a dude out of a window or something. Yeah. Right? yeah. Oh. Did Kanye oh. rip that off? Doesn't it land on the cop's car? I think it does. Yeah. yeah. And then when, that's when the cop is like, oh, this is a real situation. Yeah. And he's just, like, chilling outside. Jaquette's bet he plays that moment very well of being like, what's going on? To like, oh, fuck. Yeah. I remember Winslow being real good. In this whole movie, is who's Winslow? The cop. Oh, that's his character, by the way. His name on Family Matters. I don't know the okay. actor's name. <laughs> yeah, I don't either. Uh, Sorry. Just so everyone's aware of what they're playing. Thank you for right clarifying. <laughs> <laughs> this movie also has a famous cinema line that's in like every montage of like buy a DVD. Uh, oh sure. Yippee ki I think it's Yippee ki motherfucker right. what and, and they always cut it right before the cursing oh, yeah probably it's like yippee ki yay mother yeah. monday through friday uh-huh. oh yeah <laughs> those Is are that my favorite the official tv dub it happens yeah the dubs are dubs are my favorite on oh, tv because they're like oh, i wish i could remember it was like on kill bill they dropped the c word at one point and in <laughs> on tv they say like you crazy girl. It's like <laughs> <laughs> my favorite. There's a really Amazing. good Big Lebowski one uh, where someone's destroying. No, uh, yes. John Goodman's destroying a car. Yep. And the dub is this is what happens when you find a stranger in the Alps. <laughs> <laughs> there's a. Uh, there's one I remember from the last couple of years where the TV edit of. Any given Sunday, the Oliver Stone football movie, there's oh. a point where Al Pacino is like very mad that his football team lost the football game and he, we are led to believe, shouts the word flakes. <laughs> <laughs> flakes! That's amazing. Yeah, it's uh, real good. I got to live in the former Soviet Union for about four weeks. I'm sorry, what? <laughs> this is yeah. just coming up now? Wait, I don't know. I've I'm mentioned sorry. this before. No, what? No, this has oh. literally never come up on the show or in <laughs> also, the years I've known you. I feel like you. now our show will be flagged for some reason. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, Collusion. <everyone>. Uh, <laughs> yeah, 
while uh, it was the Soviet Union? Yeah. Oh, the cool. last year uh, before the Soviet Union fell. Mm-hmm. So it was, I think, at 89 or 90? 89, I believe. The 89. Walk must have been. Uh, and I went to the Republic of Georgia mm-hmm. and stayed there for four weeks. And it was really an amazing, life-changing trip. Why? It was an exchange. I lived in Georgia, oh, okay. and it was a Georgia to Georgia exchange. Uh, that's adorable. Uh, and that's sweet. So Tbilisi and Atlanta were kind of uh, like sister cities. Sure. And I didn't go to the school for international studies, but a friend of mine did. And they had an extra spot. And so she called me up one night and said, do you want to go on this trip? And then it only cost like $1,600 for four weeks, including all the air travel and everything. How uh, many Wow. Yeah. Oh, like uh, on the black market, oh. 16 to 1. But in the official trade, it was like 2 to 1 or 1 to 1. Uh, but that was one of the things that I did is I made sure to leave behind a lot of American dollars to try to make up for amount, how much money I'd taken up. Because mm. in Georgia... There was a real uh, culture of hospitality. The Republic of Georgia? The Republic okay. of Georgia. I mean, also in the South, sure. uh, but especially in the Republic of Georgia. And especially, it was a part of the world that loved Americans and loved the idea of democracy. Uh, which, you know, I remember our, uh, our guide, uh, our American uh, teacher guide, was like, listen, this is a part of the world that still loves Americans. Do not mess that up. Okay, <laughs> I know you're a bunch of 16-year-olds, but you will be respectful and you will leave them with a good impression. And of course, you know, I was already like, you know, straight A student, like absolutely. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but uh, anyway, I got to go. It was very cool. And there, the way they overdubbed uh, movies is they just had one guy's voice, and it was a guy with a really deep voice, and he voiced every character. Amazing. Wait, we did talk about this. Yeah. But yeah. only this part. Oh. Yeah, not, not the part was... where you're like in the U.S. <laughs> no, how did this happen? I think I remember knowing you were in Georgia, but not knowing that was the Soviet Union. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe that's what it is. Oh well, anyway, uh, yeah. So it's just one guy's voice, and he reads every line. Yeah, that's uh, amazing. And there would be a child reaching out to Arnold Schwarzenegger, going "Papa," and he would just speak over it. And he's like, Papa. Yeah, you've absolutely told the story oh, really? before. On this but, podcast? Yes, but oh, I think. I'm so sorry, no, Emma. I agree with Dan. I think what happened is you just said you were in Georgia, but you didn't say what year. So we were just like, okay, cool. She went to Georgia, yeah. not realizing you meant while it was still under Soviet control. Yeah. Oh, I have a lot of stories. We should we should talk sometime. Yeah, that'll be our fourth podcast. Yeah. Molly explores the communist and like yeah. I don't know. Comrade Molly. Comrade Molly's <laughs> travel log. Yeah. Great. Die Hard. Yes. It's a good movie. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Will we think it's good? Oh, is it going to pass the Bechdel? Oh, hard no. fail. No. No. You don't think wife has like a coworker that's just like, oh, what's going on with Coke Boyfriend or something? That's I guess Coke that doesn't boyfriend, pass that. Okay. Yeah. Okay. How about what's going on with I don't know work? How is work? Account. Are we gonna know. get promoted? Yeah. I think it's like no. I think it's like a thing where it's like she's a businesswoman who's doing really well for herself, uh-huh. like with all the other men. Oh sure, that's I think. true. Yeah, no, you're probably right. Yeah, I'm gonna say no other named females. Yeah, at all. I'm g- at I'm all. always bet there'll be at least one other named female, but they won't talk. Does he have a daughter? Like oh, a yeah, kid at home? Yeah. Doesn't she wear a flannel shirt? Why do I oh, think that? that's a good bet. I think of my so-called life, but still. Isn't that true lies? 
what, the they True Lies the is the only movie where there's a kid, a with, a kid with a flannel shirt. Oh, yeah. no, I think he does Jewish have a kid, daughter. Because right? I think this is the movie that my sister loves where there is one scene where they cut away to her because she's like answering the phone at their house or something. And she's just like an adorable little kid who's like, McLean Residence. <laughs> oh, that does sound cute. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Molly's bet. If that happens, it's really cute. I'll double down on that. <laughs> Uh, how many, how big of a team does Hans Gruber have, do you think? Do you think it's like an elite squad, or does he like take over the whole building? I think he takes over the whole building. Yeah, he gets the whole building. Okay. I mean, because he has to take down a lot of people. That's true, and he has to have someone convincingly play the security guard at the bottom of the building, I I suppose. Yeah. I still don't know why he's there, though. He's like... I think they're doing some CD overseas banking. Yeah, yeah, it's some kind of burgling. I think there's a oh. Japanese business. Yes, oh. yeah, there is. There's totally yes. a Japanese businessman. Um, yeah, they're like maybe that's her boss or her boss's boss, and they want the yeah, uh, and they're code, like about to do yeah, they the, need some like, code. routing number. Whatever. Yeah, oh yeah, and then they kill him, and yes. there's blood on the glass. Ooh, gross. The glass ceiling. <laughs> they will definitely blood on the glass ceiling. <laughs> Look out, corporate men. Yeah. The revolution is coming. It's coming for you. In about one century. Yeah. Last headline I saw said, 200 years to close the pay gap. Wow. Bummer. That's <laughs> <major> bummer. <laughs> bummer. Um, I watched this movie on a plane. Oh. Uh, last year, around mm. this time, I was going to Australia, and I watched no five. Big deal. It was on the way back from Australia. Was it watched- dubbed over with Australian voices? Yeah. <laughs> and was it part of the Soviet Union? <laughs> Yes. Okay. Um, and the thing that I remember is I was on the plane for like 18 hours straight. Yeah. yeah. And there's a point in the movie where um, he's also on a plane and the guy next to him tells him like the thing that he always does when he gets home and lands is like rubs his toes in- on the ground That's or whatever. How he ends up barefoot. Yeah. Yes. Oh. And that is a thing I remember because I did that when I got off the plane i didn't notice any difference but it is nice to like stand on ground after being in the air for so long (laughs) wait so he that's why he has no shoes yeah Yeah. he takes his shoes off he shows up at her work um is he there just to be like hey baby take me back no i think it's for his daughter or something something. yeah i think they're still married they're they're just not living in the same city yeah and then and then they're up in the in like one of the offices or her office or something and then he starts to change he has to dress up for the party maybe uh, so that's why he's in like like a white tank top oh, right, and no he shoes took off his, like, yeah dress shirt like he's changing and then he grabs his gun mm-hmm. and goes into the elevator yeah. shaft i think this is the first part where he's like working his way around i have a theory that is really a bet i think he's coming into town because his wife like they're separated, but he's coming into town to see his daughter for Christmas. Oh. So he's like meeting yes. his wife oh, at does her. Does he have a teddy bear or something with him? I think so. Yeah. Oh, or, or some Con kind Air. of present. I keep on yeah. thinking of Con Air. <laughs> I'm Con like, Air I think too. it's a little tiny bunny rabbit. Yeah. No, that's and the bunny gets it. <laughs> yeah, he probably has something though, it. right? That gets destroyed. Oh, that's I've... just how it works in these movies. Turns on dad like. rage. <laughs> dad rage. Yeah. Like this is the kind of movie where he has a teddy bear and he hides his gun in it or something, right? Like I know that oh, also then, like, happens. Yeah. Through the bear yeah. at other people. That's oh. like every movie. That's I know that's every movie. Camera. <laughs> what? They had a gun in a camera and true. That's lies. also another Bruce yeah. Willis movie, yeah. I think. Where the daughter wears a plaid shirt. Yeah. Is where that the, the last Boy Scout? Yeah. Where he's no. got a puppet. 
Remember the puppet? Uh, Is that Moonrise Kingdom? What? (laughs) Where Bruce Willis shoots through a puppet? He's also in that movie. Yeah, he is. I just was thinking Boy Scout. It just seemed like we were just going down a train of, is that this movie instead? That's awesome. Uh, Does Alan Rickman have a convincing accent? Oh, oh, absolutely. I remember him having a convincing accent. But yes. Is he? What is he supposed to be? German? German. Hans. He's no, I get that. But like, German. do That's we think Alan he actually Rickman? sounds German? Yes. Wow. Jaquette's yeah. bet. Alan Rickman crushes it. Okay. Yeah. I'm not saying he doesn't he's crush an actor. it. <laughs> like, I think he crushes it as an actor, but I'm also wondering, like, it's the 80s. Oh. And I feel like there's a certain, there was a certain point, and there still is, honestly, in Hollywood where, like, you can just be like, oh, they're from Europe, but they're speaking English. So just speak with a British accent. It's fine. Mm. I think it's definitely German. I think right. he, I think it's a convincing German accent. All right. So uh, there's a point where like he shoots all the windows. Hans Gruber does, mm-hmm. I believe. Oh, there's also a point where a guy he like writes something in blood or something on that guy's t-shirt, oh, and then he yeah. sends up the elevator, and the elevator opens, and the guy's dead in the elevator. Whoa! So basically, Con Air ripped off yeah. a lot of this movie. <laughs> yeah. But it just took it into the sky. <laughs> I bet they were like, it's Die Hard meets Airplane, except it's not funny. But isn't that Die Hard 2? Yes, I think oh. so. I've never seen Die Hard 2. Yeah, the airplane Wait, might be on the ground. Is that Air Force One? Oh, mm. and then he's trying to see his wife. He's yeah. always trying to see that wife. I think in the third one, he's not trying to see his wife. The third one... He's just trying to survive. How many are there? Sam Jackson. There's like Four. five? Five now, right? Oh, Whoa. they have that guy from the Mac commercials in sure. one of them. Justin just, Long? Yeah. yeah. Oh, I thought you meant Mac makeup. And I was like, I don't That'd know that guy. Oh, that would be very cool. <laughs> but in this one, what, you were going to say something about Windows, and then you got distracted. Oh, sorry. He, uh, I, I think Hans Gruber is the person who's like, or maybe it's a guy with really long blonde hair. There's definitely a very blonde dude that is like Bruce Willis's like main nemesis for most of the movie. Yeah. yeah. I think that maybe that's the guy. Um, where they're kind of in a stalemate and he can't see him. So he realizes what he has to do is shoot down all the glass, like, office walls. Oh, and that's why yeah. he has to walk through all the glass. Yeah. A powerful scene. A powerful <laughs> scene. <laughs> Iconic by DVDs type Making scene. Oh, sure. Movie yes, memories. certainly. Yippee-ki-yay-yay. Well, I, how do you think it's going to hold up? Well. Really? Yeah. Hmm. I think this is an iconic action movie Mm -hmm. that is simple and clean so how many yippee kaya you're adding a syllable do you realize that (laughs) every time really you add a syllable every time you notice how is it supposed to be just kaya oh kaya but we're rating in yippee but we're definitely rating (laughs) kaya are you writing that down yeah i have no idea how i'm spelling you're not even putting the yippee in the beat oh you are okay that is not a yippee. Somebody take a picture Forget of that so we can put it up on the internet. It just looks like it says, yeah, yeah, yes. <laughs> yeah, the yeah, yeah, yes. Great band. Am I going first? Yeah. yeah. Unprecedented. Wait, oh, wait, no, this I is weird. Is that weird? Up. I'm yes. sorry. Is it usually me? First. Okay, oh, yeah. all right, Dan. Okay. How many yippee kaya mother truckers uh-huh. will you give it? Uh, I don't know. I remember liking this movie a lot. I only saw it a couple years ago for the first time. Four and a half, so three <laughs> yippee ki and one yippee ki uh, I'm going to say four yippee ki Wait, did I do the math right? I don't remember. I already forgot. It doesn't matter. Sorry. Keep Who going. Knows? Uh, 
Because, yeah, I also just saw it last year and I enjoyed it. It was one of the better of the five movies I watched. <laughs> <laughs> oh, plane movies. I'm giving it five. Yippee. ki yay 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 Wait a minute. Whoa. That's a different unit. ki yay 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 What are you doing? I'm putting Those five. Those are five. Yeah, yeah. Five. Oh, so that's. Oh, this is very. It's this one. Yippee. ki yay 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 One. So you're taking like the next. It doesn't matter. You're consolidating Five. into one. All right. Five. Got great it. movie. Great time. Great podcast. Totsregal.com. <laughs> Scroll down to the right. Become a patron. Support us. Yeah. Anyway. Uh, uh, yeah. I don't know. I, I feel like on the surface of it, I'm going to really enjoy this movie. However, as a human lately, I found myself more frustrated than ever. Um, by gender dynamics in film. And so I'm worried that I will not be able to get past that. No, no, wait. No, I'm not worried about not being able to get past that. I am concerned that this movie will not hold up to my heightened expectations of humanity. Sure. (laughs) Although if that were the scale, I'd give everything a one. So in this case, let's just be daring and give it a three. Very daring. Very daring <laughs> to go to take the elevator to the coward floor. Literally right in the middle. Yeah, which I don't think we ever fully discussed that. I think that is where Bruce Willis is most of the movie. In the elevator? In the middle. Elevator? I think oh, he's okay. in the middle. He's crawling yeah. on ducks and stuff. Yeah. yeah. Some hot duct work in this. Hot duct work? Ooh, wait, isn't there a point where he's literally lighting his way with a lighter in yeah. a duct? Iconic duct. by DVDs <laughs> style montage. Okay, how many iconic scenes do you think there are going to be in this? Oh, movie? great. Ooh, a lot. Yippee-ki-yay-yay-yay. Welcome <laughs> to the party, pal. Oh, I don't know. It's another one. Walking on glass. Yep. Lighter in the duct. Yep. Throwing someone off somewhere. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. Oh, Carl Winslow reacting to body fall. Yeah. Mm. I didn't write any of those down. It doesn't matter. <laughs> Luckily, I've recorded them. <laughs> oh, right. <laughs> we can review. Uh, oh, back to the, the women in the pod, or in the podcast. <laughs> back to the women I mean, in the podcast. let's get back to the women in the podcast. That's Molly what people want to hear, right? Uh, Just shut up, Dan. Yeah. I feel sake. like trying to. there aren't going to be enough women in the movie to feel upset about how they're treated. And I think that the <laughs> wife, I think she has a lot of agency because yeah. I think she ends up helping him out at some point in the movie. Yeah, I feel she like she... She realizes he's like there and helping. I feel like at the end, she definitely helps him. And I think there's a point in the middle where she helps, like, deflect from Gruber getting what he wants mm-hmm. or something. Yeah. Yeah. Because she deception. knows the codes, I think. I think she oh. might know the codes. She knows some codes. She might know the codes. She's definitely, like, one of the most valuable hostages they have. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. She's so, okay. Smart cookie. Yeah. 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 Well, okay. <laughs> <laughs> She'll make head secretary one day. Yeah. <laughs> and. With that, we're oh. going to. <laughs> She's a strong, empowered woman. Yeah. And with that, uh, we're going to press pause, uh, eat pizza and salad, yeah. uh, and Thank watch Die Hard, and we'll be right back. And we're back. We just watched two hours and 12 minutes of a Christmas classic. 
with a lot of violence and something for everyone. <laughs> oh. Oh. A real ghost. <laughs> I mean, it, it meets the ghost requirement. Of there's, having something for everyone? There's romance. There's yep. a bromance. Mm-hmm. Yep. There's action. Mm-hmm. There's good guys and bad guys. Shirtlessness. And mm-hmm. Reporters. What? Shirtlessness. Shirtlessness. Mm-hmm. And shirt onness. Yes. <laughs> Yeah, both male and female shirtlessness. Yep, it's true. More male shirtlessness than female. Ultimately, like by the end, I think mathematically, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well, anyway, that was the movie. Yeah, that was the movie <laughs> came out in 1988. Hey. None of us were right. Oh, I well. guess 1985. Did I remember that incorrectly? Six. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Dan and I were closest to 1987. Nice. Yeah. Uh, we also thought it'd be better than Love Actually. Yeah. yeah. Oh, for oh, sure. For yeah. sure. One hundred percent. Loads better. Loads. Yeah. Like, I, it's hard for a movie to be worse than Love Actually. <laughs> yeah, I agree. <laughs> that Phantom garbage. Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. I don't know. Definitely worse. <laughs> I might you know what? like Phantom Menace better. <laughs> Here's the thing: if you were, if we were like stuck somewhere, right? Like if we were stuck in a cabin or something, uh-huh. and like we were snowed in. Okay. And you were like, I only have two movies. Oh, I have God. Phantom Menace and Love Actually. Yeah, I'd be like, kill yourself. No, well, <laughs> I would be like, put Phantom Menace on fucking loop. Yeah. At least there's colors. Yeah. <laughs> For sure. For sure. Anyway, Die Hard. Die Hard. Mm-hmm. Molly, here's the rundown of what you thought was in this movie. Ooh, exciting. <laughs> Bare feet. Yes. Nailed yep. it. Driven yeah. in a car. Very much so. Yes. <laughs> A limo car, yes. Yeah. Yeah. There are a bad guys. Car. Yeah. <laughs> yep, bad guys. Nailed it. Uh, there's an elevator that's made of glass. Oh. No. 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 It's yeah. a, lot of, a lot of important elevators, a lot of important glass. But not <laughs> But the never the twain <laughs> shall meet. No. <laughs> what is that one where the horse gets on the elevator? What? What are you talking oh, about? Oh, True Lies. That's True Lies. That is oh, True Lies. That is True Lies, yeah, because he has to ride a horse. It's great. We should watch True Lies. Yeah, and he chases the terrorist. <laughs> yeah, a terrorist. A terrorist. Right? It's a different terrorist. I think it's... Because isn't there, isn't there the opening terrorist and there's the rest of the movie terrorist? Or are they related? I think they're the same terrorist. Oh. Well, whatever. Anyway. We should watch True Lies. Yeah, it's great. The guessing Probably. time is done. We finally know stuff. Okay. We finally know stuff. Okay. We bet that uh, the McLean's relationship... Mm. Uh, would be healthier than any relationship in love, actually. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 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 I'm going to say yes. He's got a whole arc. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because he, they have an argument, but he immediately regrets the actions he's taken. Mm-hmm. And, and then, how do we know that? <laughs> <laughs> because he tells himself. Okay. <laughs> he tells himself a lot of things. At least at that point, he has a mirror. Yeah, that's Like, true. at that point, he actually has a mirror, so. Yeah. That's a little Yeah, thing. he talks to himself a lot yeah. in this movie. I think it works. I think it works. Too. I think it works. Yeah. I have heard someone who works in the industry, mm-hmm. the business, the business mm-hmm. say that apparently it's an acting habit he has developed. What does that mean? That when they would edit his film, yeah. Um they would notice that he would sort of narrate as he was doing it. Like he would be like, "We're running, we're running down the street." I got my hand on his shoulder, and we're running. Oh, like when he's not, when he doesn't have a line of dialogue. Yeah, he's just doing stuff. Yeah, 
So I don't know. Like, I kind of wonder if um, where art meets life. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. They're just mm-hmm. laid into it. We can't stop you. <laughs> it's like, Bruce, just, just remember your name is John in this, okay? <laughs> what are you doing, Bruce, John, whoever I am? You're a sitcom actor. God damn it. Uh, but I, I will say, Maybe that's what it was. Like, I, I mean, I know, you know, him talking to himself wasn't the most seamless, but I really liked it. And I liked how he was more uh, Jason Bourne than James Bond in that you watch. I got it right. Yeah, I was going to say, let's take a moment. see the, the focus in yeah, her Let's all face. take a moment to appreciate that Molly got those right this time. And True how tits. hard the gears turned yeah. to make it happen. Okay, so what are you saying? He's more like... <laughs> Jason Bourne. Yeah, why? Uh, because he has to figure it out in real time. And yes. you don't feel confident that he'll smoothly figure it out. Yeah, that I think is part of the reason this movie is good, like engaging, and also probably why it was so popular is because the whole idea is that he's just like, you know, like in air quotes, a regular guy, you <laughs> yeah. know, like he's a New York cop, but he's still like, this isn't what New York cops normally do. <laughs> yeah, you know? He's NYPD, yeah. the best police in the biz. Sure. Is it? Is that I true? Don't, I don't know. Great question. <laughs> Uh, and I think that was the from I didn't see them, but I think that was the main criticism of like the newer ones, like uh, the years later. Let's make more ones. He turns was, into Superman. Yeah. And it's like he's still supposed to be technically a cop or whatever. But suddenly he's like driving motorcycles into helicopters yeah. or whatever. It's oh. amazing. <laughs> You've seen him. <laughs> That's like Die Hard four or five. Yeah. He yeah. jumps. Is that the one with the Matt guy? I think so. Which okay. one is with a vengeance? That's four. Three. Oh, wait, three. Three with Sam Jackson. Yeah, that's with a vengeance. Where they do a water puzzle. What? I don't remember that part. Yeah, they have wait, a, what? They have two jugs. They're solving <laughs> some terrorist's <laughs> riddle. <laughs> and it's like you have a three-gallon jug and a five-gallon jug. Take the five-gallon jug. <laughs> Solved. Oh, okay. Right, well, yeah, that's how it works. No, sorry, that movie. Okay, this is a really weird sidebar. Wait, but no, that... what do you do with the jugs? How do you get exactly four gallons of water in one of the jugs? They have to figure this out? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I need to see this movie again. Don't you take the five one and you put it in the three one? And then you have two in the one? And then you take, I don't know. I think you're on your way there. As I kept going, I would figure it out, but I didn't. I think you're down the right path. I think you're on the right path. Yeah. Uh, Sidebar, that movie has one of my, my dad has this thing where like certain lines in movies stay with him for decades. And sometimes he'll just mutter them to himself and laugh aloud because like (laughs) they still entertain him. And that is Die Hard with a Vengeance has one of those where uh, he is, I don't remember what is happening, but he and Sam Jackson are driving a car and having dramatic almost killing people because they're trying to drive a car through a place where cars don't go yeah and sam jackson says are you trying to hit these people and john mcclain says no and then thinks about it and says eh, maybe the mime and my dad for years <laughs> would just go maybe the mime <laughs> like for no reason like, just randomly in life just again thinking that's about all. killing mimes yep. <laughs> anyway that's not this art. movie that's yeah, this movie has someone doing coke, nailed it. Oh, yeah. Who? Oh, Beardo. Beardo Cokehead. Ellis, Ellis, I believe yeah. his name is. Who, like, ahead of his time on that beard, I feel like. Yes. That's like a modern hip man beard. Yeah. Um, Contrasting his contemporary super shoulders suit. <laughs> I feel like the 80s was a time of beards. Was it? I don't know. 
I was a child. Tweet at us, beard heads. Ooh, yeah. Hashtag. My dad had a beard. Oh, sorry. I stepped on your hashtag. (laughs) (laughs) The grossest sentence I've ever heard. (laughs) 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 Yeah, but your dad was was a dad. Yeah, yeah. He, it is a dad beard. Yeah, there's a difference. Yeah, I think it was like it was a really clean cut until like the George Michael days of mm. the early '90s, right, where the sort of light beard came in. Was this right around that time though? Like, would this movie have been made right when George Michael and his oh, very thin beard had like yes. come into fashion? Yeah, but this guy's but got like a thick, gross beard. I think to accentuate how <laughs> gross he was. It wasn't no, that thick. It wasn't a gross beard. It was just <laughs> a full beard. It was full, but it was like very shorn. Like it was kept at a very dis- deliberate length all across yeah, the face. It was well taken care of. <laughs> but like, do you feel I like the beard? Okay, so do you think the beard was like a choice, or like did he just have the beard? Oh, the actor. Yeah. Great question. I don't know. If you played Ellis in Die Hard, yes, yes, please either tweet at us or tell Channing Tatum to tweet at us. <laughs> yeah. With if you had that beard IRL or not. Yeah. Hashtag, I don't know. Hashtag real beard. Hashtag real beard. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Whatever. He was great. Uh, I at one point said aloud, like, what is your life? <laughs> when he was on screen. <laughs> because he was like super coked up and paranoid. And then at one point when the cops were coming, he just like laughed and said like, oh, I wrote it down or something. He's like, oh, I never thought I'd love to hear that sound. It's like, what do you do in your off hours? <laughs> yeah, that the cops are after he's him all the time. He's a party animal, I guess, because yeah, he's introduced as being like, hey, John McClane's wife, do you want to go bang later? Yeah. <laughs> Basically. And then he he's banging with another lady. I thought that was a different guy. No. Oh, different guy? So it's a different so. guy. Oh, that guy's got no mind. beard. Yeah, obviously. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I maybe the beard is like to make him more distinct against all the other like oh, all yeah. suits. that actually yeah might be what it is yeah. that makes sense but. and honestly though I did have a moment of sympathy for him and just one and it was when I realized that he was running out of his cocaine high in the middle of a hostage situation Ooh, yeah that was and I just thought I don't know if I'd want to be amped up on coke and having to sit in a lobby for several hours, like as a hostage. Yeah, and he re-ups that coke. <laughs> he does. Yeah. Like he does more coke while he's a hostage. That was a bad. Move. I feel like really bad move, right? Yeah. yeah. Like your adrenaline level must already be so high. Right. Yeah. Well, and I guess maybe that's what inspires him to think he can negotiate. Mm. Which, first of all, it's America. You can't negotiate with terrorists. I'm pretty sure that was a major theme yeah. of this film. Good point. Uh, oh, but- do you think that's where they got it from? <laughs> <laughs> do you think? Do you think the federal government saw this movie and was like, "Oh, oh we yeah. can't do that." <laughs> but yeah, he essentially talks himself into being shot. Yes, mm-hmm. but he talks himself in such an '80s business guy way, and yeah. it's amazing. Hey, Hans, Bubby. Business is business, eh? And then he makes a lot of weird, like, racist remarks to, like, get oh, in with them, which yeah. was weird. Yeah. And is there a finger gun involved? There's some. Oh, I mean, okay. I want to. If you think about it, like, I, I mean, this is an international group of terrorists. Yes. And he manages to insult every nation <laughs> in and he's also, one sentence. Isn't he introduced as, like, managing international yes. accounts? Yes. Yeah. Which yeah. is why he's so confident. He's like, mm-hmm. oh, I can't negotiate with a couple of terrorists. Yeah. Big uh, bang. I'm converting yuan every day. I, uh, I make million dollar deals before breakfast. Yeah. But he didn't say in what time zone. Oh. Good point. Mm-hmm. 
you think that's what he that's what his next line is <laughs> that's if what they, tripped him up yeah <laughs> anyway he was terrible but also like he didn't deserve to die yeah 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 uh, and speaking of of deserving or not deserving uh the fact that it was a christmas eve party yeah it wasn't just a corporate party it was a corporate party on christmas eve yeah like those kids are at home with uh paulina paulina on christmas eve it, about it, their parents because there's some they have to be in the office yeah yeah it really Ooh. doesn't like uh, offices aren't usually open on right i mean there was that weird line where john McClane was like something about like oh i didn't even think you celebrated christmas in japan and the guy basically made kind of like a maybe only half joking statement of just like oh that's how we got you back for pearl harbor <laughs> so it might yeah. be literally the head of the company in japan was just like fuck it have the party on christmas eve <laughs> Oh, yeah. it, it, you just would have to and there's a pregnant lady mm-hmm. i mean it was implied they were probably going home pretty soon because mclean was there to meet her to like not be there anymore i assume i guess so. maybe in the 80s they just did things differently now if you have a holiday party you have it on like december 12th oh yeah yeah and then the rest of the month you have off because <laughs> it's like oh no one's gonna be in yeah. I don't know. Maybe that's just, that's my work experience. I would always incredible. try to come in the well, week between Christmas and New Year because nobody was around. Yeah. And you got all this credit for being there, but it was the most relaxed week of the year. Sure. So I recommend it. <laughs> depending on your work situation. <laughs> hot work tips from oh, Totes Recall. Speaking of hot work tips Ooh. and this movie and Argyle, I had completely forgotten uh that back in my corporate days oh, for I the listener argyle is the limo driver oh he's a limo driver and he's so sweet it's his first limo uh driving experience mm-hmm. he tells us right away uh and it allows for I, th- I think we there was a bet that uh it allows for a lot of exposition yeah first. i wrote yeah. down that all of the service workers in those first couple scenes are just like spewing exposition like <laughs> guy on plane mm-hmm. limo driver security guard like everyone mclean interacts with is just like oh let me push this conversation in a place where we can explain your background a little bit yeah it's a, it's really efficiently done it is it's, like when the security guard's like oh they're on the 30th floor no one else is in the building yeah here's a fun fact for you also we found out your wife changed her last name yeah Ooh. <laughs> Ooh, that will prove irksome and helpful indeed anyway because if she hadn't, oh yeah, they would have pieced it together a lot sooner. Way quicker, right? Okay. Uh, well, anyway, so uh, I I used to work in a in a corporate setting, and there was a car service that uh, was always used by all of the executives, mm-hmm. and eventually some of us more underling style executives uh would also use this car service like in secret or it was okay no it was like a, it was among the um the vendors that was uh accepted you know what i mean sure. like you know there's certain ones that are approved um but what you realized is you could order a different com- or you could uh, request a car from a different company but you would miss out on all of the amazing gossip and insight from the drivers oh. because the drivers are driving around all of the executives and so if they were you know there would be times where they'd say oh doing more and more trips out to the private airfield i guess so and so and so and so don't like to fly commercial oh Oh, and you get all kinds of insight into things although my all-time favorite comment is uh uh me and this other guy were getting a ride to the airport and um 
the person who founded the company, whose relationship with the CEO was part of the reason why it was uh, the way that it was, uh, was driving us and uh, chatted with us and asked us what we did. And when we told him, he said, ah, you know, I like driving the little people sometimes. <laughs> ah. And he was right. We were definitely little people. But then that. was he also like, oh, so you guys married? And then just <laughs> laid out your personal life in like five minutes flat? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Argyle's great. Argyle's great. He gets trapped in the basement oh, parking garage. And there's actually a really good shot with him of like the the cop car, Winslow's cop car, I think, driving past him yeah. or something and just in the background and he's just partying in the limo with the teddy bear yeah, yeah. which T- by the way there is definitely a teddy bear it's enormous movie. and it's huge yeah i can't believe i was a question but nothing gets shot through it no i thought it was going to be like in play for yeah. the action yeah. it gets in a car crash it does in the car. <laughs> they should have done a quick shot of the bear like strapped in with a seatbelt. Yeah. oh i would oh. appreciate it with this little bandage around its oh. bare head that would have been cute. I mean, implausible, but really cute. Sure. Oh, other surprise. Speaking of Christmas gifts, <laughs> uh, it, this movie passed the Bechtel Wallace immediately. And like hard. Yeah. yeah, like aggressively. Yeah. It was so good. Ginny. It passed once, and then it passed again. Yeah. And it was round in the corner to get a triple. We were so excited. We were really on the edge I think of our it seat. Did, but I it don't just know. like didn't do it in the like amount of time that we, that were, we wanted it yeah, to. Yeah, that's it. true. Let's round okay, let's just break it down. Okay. Okay. She walks in the office, Ginny, stop working, and then she says something about having a drink. Yeah. Like can I have a drink? I'm pregnant or something. It's a joke of just like, oh, maybe just a little scotch. Ha 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 ha. Then immediately picks up the phone, calls Lucy McLean. McLean residence, it's adorable. Mm-hmm. And they just talk about, I don't know, Christmas and I'm coming home soon, but I'm stuck at this party because my corporate overlord <laughs> scheduled it on Christmas Eve. <laughs> then she's like, let me talk to Paulina. Boom, 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 naming all these women. Paulina picks up the phone. We're on the edge of our seat. <laughs> and then he says something, I don't know, they ask about like Mr. McLean. Is Mr. McLean coming yeah. back too? Ooh. Should I make up the so close. guest room? Yeah. yeah, real close. There's a later line in there where you could make the argument for like they greeted each other yeah. and that counts. Uh, but yeah, great. It was great. I was also surprised that the um, head of the company, the Japanese businessman, was just a normal dude who was Japanese. <laughs> just a guy? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And not like a stereotype. Yeah. yeah. I was worried. Yeah. And they gave his whole backstory. So we know he moved to America when he was two. Yeah. Oh, yeah, they did. Talk about, like, terrorist That's why he doesn't exhibit, have uh, a Japanese exhibition. accent. Yeah, I was going to say, do you think that was for the American audience of the 80s sake, where they're just like, how come this guy doesn't sound Japanese? Yeah, where's his weird teeth sticking out? Right. I don't understand. It honestly might have been. Like, so, when they were writing the script, like, ooh, we got to explain why this guy is just a normal person. <laughs> why we made the choice not to make this guy an egregious stereotype. I was nervous at the beginning, though, because when they first cut to the Christmas party, he was speaking Japanese to a couple other people. I'm just like, oh no, is he just going to have like three lines and they're all going to be like, just very, I don't know. It could have it gone worse is what I'm saying. Well, yeah. <laughs> except for then he gets shot in the head. Well, sure. Sure, I mean, <laughs> for the character, things go badly. Yes. But for the characterization of him, things yeah. go pretty well. Yeah. Very well. Okay, good point. Although I... he does have some samurai armor in the vault, but like, <laughs> that's fine. Every corporate yeah. guy does. Who doesn't have he their ancestral kinda, armor? Yeah, yeah, he had like a weird like art gallery mm-hmm. upstairs in the building. Sure. 
Yeah. I mean, every it's CEO all their does, treasures. right? It's rich business time. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Sure. I don't know what's going on. Eighties. Yeah. 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 Exactly. The eighties. Everyone had money. Everyone's buying art left and right. Yeah. Everyone was doing great. Doing all coke. people. All people were doing amazing in the eighties. <laughs> USA number one. Yeah. Shining beacon on the hill. Mm-hmm. Uh, the wall was soon to come down. Yeah. Big shoulder pads. Uh, big shoulder pads. Great shoulder pads. Whoa. Incredible haircuts. Floppy lady ties. Floppy no, lady ties. Not any of this. I know, one. Molly, you always like seeing a good floppy lady tie. I feel like we... No one had a floppy lady tie? No. I didn't see any. It mm. was a little past... It was a little late I think it that? was early 80s that the floppy... Okay. That was sort of the bridge between um, the blouses that had the mm-hmm. tie on them yeah. uh, and the working world. So that was early 80s. But I would say the... European terrorist efforts more than oh. made up for the oh, lack yeah, of floppy lady ties. Oh my god, I, so good! Just their whole look when they first walked into the building. I just wrote down Hans Gruber and his gang of haircuts. <laughs> yeah, like they're all they've all got they've distinct all got, looks. Yeah, they all got their thing, <laughs> but they're all wearing like different versions of loungewear. It seems like. <laughs> yeah. So there's the the two German brothers. Yeah. yeah. The smart one and the impulsive one. Yes. Yep. Mm. The smart one is wearing a gray sweatsuit yep. tight sweatpants i've never seen sweatpants that tight so before. tight and then just a slightly darker shade sweatshirt like yeah. it's not the same color yeah. but like it should be a little bit of a turtleneck like yeah. it's like a yeah. mock mock turtleneck yeah. yeah it's almost like he packed the wrong shirt on accident like <laughs> yeah. he was trying to match and then when he got there he's just like oh shit <laughs> yeah oh he's got he's got a pair of pants back that matches that shirt yeah and carl's just like just wear them we gotta go <laughs> yeah and glasses because he's the smart one. Yeah. Yes. yeah, and also like some like black boots, so it looked mm-hmm. like he was kind of like prancing around. Oh yeah, like a... we theorize that actor is like a trained dancer. Yeah, the yeah. way he like ran around the room trying to kill John McClane had like a certain grace to it. Like I feel like he was less running and more leaping. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I think yeah. you could recut parts of this movie and make a belly out of it because mm-hmm. even oh. Bruce Willis's uh, John McClane has a moment when he first sees the police coming where he does a oh, jump. Oh, yeah, he does that little dance. He does a little dance, mm-hmm. and he does a, a a jump straight up like a pirouette. Yeah. And lands, like does a, almost a full 360. Do we think Bruce Willis is a trained dancer? I, I Channing know. Tatum, you, I assume, know all dancers. <laughs> Tweet at us. Now's Hashtag is that Bruce dance. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my gosh. If the next Step Up movie... Is them stepping up to terrorism? Wait, they're doing the terrorism? No, oh. they're stepping up to it. Oh, okay. yeah. Like terrorism is happening they're and they step up to it. it. Yeah, away from the streets. I see. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Oh, I would love that. That'd be amazing. Well. <laughs> okay, so we've got the two brothers. One of them is yeah. a dancer. One of them is like some sort of Frankenstein monster by the end. Yeah. But He's also, great. Also, like um, Fabio yeah. slash... Like, uh, no, it's Fabio. Like, that outfit is a Fabio outfit. Yeah, he is like if Fabio, like, 20 years later, mutated into the X-Men villain Sabretooth. <laughs> yeah. Where he's like an unstoppable killing machine yeah. Yeah. who has incredible blonde hair. And his shirt is open, like, six buttons down. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And, like, it's like, well, it's like zipped down. It's not buttoned oh. down. Yeah, that's Because he, he has a zipper for like the <laughs> neck and then there's also an open zipper pocket. pocket. Oh, I didn't notice that. Yeah. I assume the zipper level is like determines the level of threat he is at that moment. You know what I mean? <laughs> like we, I, we should actually, I, would, I will ask our listeners if they are so inclined to watch this movie mm-hmm. and let me know if there is a clear correlation of how dangerous he's acting and where the zipper is on his top. <laughs> 
Uh, yeah, I, I mean, it was a plot point that they are wearing European clothes. Mm-hmm. I will also say, though, it was so refreshing to me to see men with long hair in action movies because I realize it bothers me just as much when men have long hair and don't do something to pull it back as when women do. Mm-hmm. Oh, sure. sure. It, it makes me insane. Like, I don't do anything without pulling my hair back into a ponytail, but you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, you wouldn't play soccer, much less assassinate people. Sure, but if you're an invincible Superman like Carl, you probably just figure, like, it doesn't matter. But doesn't your hair get in your... I mean, doesn't it well, weaken your ability to... I mean, if you're in an good. elevator, sometimes it just blows no, lightly. so weird. <laughs> Where was that air coming from? I have no idea. Is there a third terrace that's going... <laughs> Off, Carl. And they, yeah, they cut it away before Carl's like, stop it. I'm trying to look menacing. Yeah. Uh, there was one guy who had his hair tied back. Really? Yeah, there was like a slicked back like ponytail. Slick, like oh. tight. Oh, yeah. yeah, that was a terrible ponytail. <laughs> that guy was ponytail. gross. It was gross. Uh, well, there it was, was, yeah, it was better to have their hair down. <laughs> <laughs> there was also one of my MVPs of this movie, which was Candy Bar Terrorist. Oh, oh Candy Bar Terrorist. So he good. was amazing. They, he, they put so much time into showing... <laughs> him staking out his post while eating candy bars that there are shots of him eating different <laughs> candy bars yeah. and a real missed opportunity to not have him eating another candy bar just like 40 minutes the later because the yeah they established that he's just going to take candy bars from that yeah. concession stand he's hungry. so he should have just loaded up yeah that would have been a great character trait would have been him. like gremlins yeah. Right? Like, oh, there's the one that eats candy bars all yeah, the time. That's how we know. Yeah. He's the candy bar grandma. Clearly, Joe Dante did not. Did not have a. His hand was not in this movie. No. Yeah. no. The hacker guy oh, is yeah. wearing like a thick sweater with mm-hmm. a coat over it, like a suit coat over it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's really good. Yeah. And then, of course, Hans Gruber, Alan Rickman, is wearing like. 12 full <laughs> yards of cloth <laughs> in like just a loose coat yeah oh, like a billion pleated, pleated pants yeah like if they could have taken the scene where McLean jumps off a building with a fire hose and yeah. instead just had him unravel Hans Gruber's <laughs> pants yeah. and it would have had the exact same scene yeah <laughs> so good I love it I love those pleats so those Europeans can dress yep I also like the uh, character flaw metaphor. Speaking of that, um, uh, fire scene. No, nope. what? Fire hose scene. Yeah, yeah. Hose where scene. he like he ties it around his waist, yeah. and it's a lifesaver. Yeah, and not moments later does it become the anchor around his very waist. Totally. There's something in that. Yeah. Yeah. There's a lot of. Like, I feel like there were a lot of moments in this movie that if it were the movie The Rock mm. would have been 12-minute monologues. <laughs> but there were, like, definitely some subtext about, like, I don't know. Like, just the way that, like, uh, Powell's, like, the deputy chief acted and the way the FBI agents acted. Like, yeah. there's some subtext there of just, like, ooh, the authorities. Right? I want to talk about that because that happens in movies and maybe of this era. I don't know when. But where the feds come in and they're bad they ruin mm-hmm. it they yeah. ruin it yeah. for the good people who are the police yes mm-hmm. why <laughs> like at what point were we like the police are good but the fbi is bad i mean i think on some level from some cop shows i've seen part of it is that they no longer have control of the situation and that's just infuriating because now it's a federal case yeah so like they have to answer to the fbi right 
right, but I also wonder if that doesn't align with the beginnings of mistrust around the government, right? Yeah. Yeah, like also states' rights. When? Mm-hmm. Ah, states' <laughs> rights. There it is. <laughs> but and, and also, too, now that I think about it, it's interesting that the the CEO, he wasn't the CEO of the company, but the most senior person in the organization mm-hmm. was actually seemed pretty kind and normal and okay. Yes. Yeah. Whereas uh, among the rank and file for city employees mm-hmm. uh, and for the police, uh, each tier further up with more authority was more frustrating. Yeah. Yeah. So it's just because because you don't business. just have the police versus the FBI, you also have uh, Winston. Right. Right. Yeah. Winslow. Winslow. But his name Damn is it. Powell in this movie. What? <laughs> Al Powell. <laughs> what? Carl Winslow is his character on what show? On uh, Family Matters. Family Matters. Oh, for Pete's sake. And his sake. real name is. Oh, I looked it Something up. Something Bell. Um, Rene- Vel No. <laughs> <laughs> Reginald. Vel Johnson. Vel Johnson. Something like that. Oh. It's like it's like Johnson, but there are three letters at the beginning. Which is amazing. So, yeah. yeah. I've been getting it doubly wrong. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's I, fine. Not, yeah, it's like, this show. Yeah. <laughs> 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 like, that's, we get all the time. Like the whole show. Like. Uh, but anyway, he was the only good good guy. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, it, it was, just it was implied bad. that his like fellow cops were probably also fine, but they didn't mm-hmm. get any lines. <laughs> yeah. So, well, yeah. I think it's—is it a commentary on like the more authority or power that you have, the less connected you are with other people? Mm. Probably, because there was definitely a point where the feds were literally like, "It's okay if twenty percent of the hostages are killed." Yeah. Also, I'm going to put on this really dumb-looking hat. And pick up an assault rifle yeah. and mention that I was in Vietnam. <laughs> yeah. And get excited about shooting people from crazy. a helicopter. Yeah. Not only does he put a crazy hat on, yeah. he he puts it on back. Oh, yes. I should yeah. make it clear. <laughs> yeah. He makes Very sure important. it is brimmed in the back. Yeah. I think that might be a real sniper thing to keep their hair out of their eyes. Oh, sure. Did See? He... Well, he's a federal agent. I mean, he's not a German super terrorist who I assume was born in a Nazi lab. <laughs> yeah. That dude is a super soldier. And we learn he's a super soldier because you think he's dead for like the last 12 <laughs> minutes of the movie and then something oh, just yeah. emerges from somewhere. It's like a monster movie. It's amazing. Yeah, it's the, it like really the is. final yeah. jump scare yeah. of a monster. Yeah, it's like Howell needs just a little more character development. Which is, I don't know if he did. Like it was weird that like at the same time that they're saying like, ooh, the federal government, they're psychopaths. Mm-hmm. They also felt like they needed to like Give him closure with murdering someone with his service rifle. Yeah. Right? But he has to be vulnerable so that he and John McClane can connect. Sure. Sure. But he doesn't. I'm saying, like, why does his arc have to. Why is the final moment in his arc successfully killing someone else with his police weapon? So that we know he's a real man. He's a real cop? It's called Die Hard, not Family Matters. Matters. Although he's about to have some family matters because his wife's pregnant, and we thought he might have been lying at first. You thought okay. he might have been yeah. lying. I, I, I never thought he was Dan and I thought he might have been lying yeah. because he's, we first meet him in a convenience store. He's getting a shit ton of, like, I don't know, baked goods and shit. It's donuts. It's other shit, yeah. too, because the guy's like, I thought you guys only ate donuts. Yeah. So it's got to so be other crap. It's not donuts, but it's like donuts. Oh, it's, it's probably like hostess like stuff. A bagel. It's hostess stuff because that's why he knows all the ingredients of Twinkies. Oh, yeah. He's big into hostess. But he has this weird exchange where, like, as Dan put it, he wasn't sure if it was just two fat guys with an understanding. (laughs) That's the way it played to me. They're both like, no, I get it. Yeah, you get it, buddy. I also say that I have a pregnant wife and I can buy 40 Twinkies and it's fine. That's the way that scene read to me. But apparently it's real. He has a pregnant wife because he says it more than once. Yeah. Yeah. 
I do think he might have to kill that guy so that we don't see him just uh, hug another man. Oh, God. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> I'm worried. That's why. Yeah, me too. Aww. It was a good hug, It was though. good. It was a it great... Was. I mean, their relationship was great mm-hmm. because it was, like, only... Like, it was macho, but in a very, like, subtle, like, these are actually, like, real people macho. Mm-hmm. It wasn't just like, yeah, brother, I also have a gun and <laughs> I would say that relationship was a thousand times better than any relationship in love, actually, yeah. also. Mm-hmm. No question. Yeah. I would have watched those two have... Or any relationship in Phantom Menace, now I'm thinking about it. <laughs> sure. Yeah. I mean, I can't even think of one relationship in that movie. C-3PO misses his master after he abandons him on Slave Planet. Yeah. I mean, there's the mom who loves her child. She was good. (laughs) We're going to rehash Phantom Menace again. And then Anakin, who was creepy towards... An older oh, older woman. woman when they bang later. Yeah, oh. not in that movie though. No. Not that movie. We'll get to it. Sadly, <laughs> yeah, no, we will. Yeah, we will. Oh, yes, we, we will. will. No. Yes, we will. Oh, I. Whenever I that will Han not. Solo spinoff comes off, yep. we gotta watch uh, Attack of the Clones. Mm-hmm. What? Yeah, Are that's so how we're doing it. Right? No. Okay, yes. then we're watching Homeward Bound. Milo and Otis. Shut up. Uh, <laughs> I don't know some Shut other movie where a dog. Yeller. No. Yes. Where oh. the red fern grows. Yep. Oh. You bastards. <laughs> I I am not watching that. I'm okay. going to bring a book. Just bring your phone like you always do. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> anyway, Die Hard. Um, you know what? Molly was not really on her phone that much during yeah. Die Hard. No. No. I noticed that. I feel like she enjoyed it. Except for that moment where she was having a great time while they were being violent towards each other, but then immediately turned on the movie when there was a close-up shot of the consequences of reckless gunplay. Yeah. Yeah. It was... It was intense. I mean, it was. It was essentially like just yeah. explode. Obliterate. Yeah, yeah, it's like essentially if like the oh. kneecaps were like fireworks. Yeah. <laughs> it was horrifying. But also like that's how guns work, I and maybe we listen. should acknowledge that sometimes. I understand, but up to that, it was just a bunch of holes and oh, yeah. walls and broken glass. For sure. And even when John McClane brutally murders terrorists, he does it not usually with a firearm, right? Right. I also I have to say, watching this. Uh, with modern eyes, uh, I feel worried about gunfire in a way that I think growing up, I would just sort of let it wash over yeah. me. Yeah. It's like, oh, sure. that's what terrorists do. And now I'm like, well, shit. Yeah. I, f- I did feel uncomfortable, like, I at the beginning when they're like, when they all are like putting their guns together, mm-hmm. it, it like made my shoulders like kind of inch up. I was like, ugh. Yeah. And then I forgot about it because <laughs> it's a movie. I mean, also the hair is distracting. Yeah. Like there were other elements that I was holding on to. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But yeah, it, when uh, all the hostages are corralled at the beginning, I was mm-hmm. like, oh, yeah, I can't watch these movies the same way anymore. Let's actually take a moment. Because at first I thought the guy who took over for security desk was just pretending to be oh, American. Yeah. But then by the end, I thought maybe he was actually American. Yeah, it was not clear. Yeah, because he like America's himself up like pretty hard, hard when he's pretending to be the... He's but like, so I does... love football. Cowboy boots. <laughs> yeah. But so does Hans. Right, Hans but McGruber. That's what I'm saying. That's why I'm not sure. Or but, yeah, grubby. But just then... Gruber. Just Gruber. <laughs> grubby. Mick but Grubbs. then later, front desk America Joe number one yeah. Yeah. is like the jig is up, mm-hmm. but he's still got like 
he's still being American. Yeah. Is he just like loving it so much that he can't <laughs> drop it? I think or so. That was he's like the face of their group. Yeah, maybe. Just tired him because he's a smooth talking American boy. Well, because he and um, the hacker who I think was also supposed to be American were yeah. the first ones in the building. Yeah. So maybe they were like their American contacts or something. Mm. Sure. Because it was an international group of super robbers or whatever. Yeah, they don't really good backstory on him. I mean, a little bit of Hans. He was like part of some group and I stopped paying attention as soon as the news comes. <laughs> it didn't matter. Yeah. But then he also wasn't with that group anymore. Yeah. So I guess they're just like, they are just robbers. Just assholes. Yeah, they yeah. gone rogue. Mm-hmm. Which is fine. Simple. Yeah. You don't need a whole I think thing. That's another reason I like this movie is that it does turn out that like they are literally just like it's just theft and they're just big assholes. Yeah. <laughs> Doesn't it seem like, though, the FBI would be called in sooner? I mean, I think they... I, I mean, they should have been called in, like, immediately, but for some reason... Oh, right. Oh. Nobody dispatch? believes... Yeah, dispatch doesn't believe Why anybody. Why it got to be women who don't believe? And also, I felt like that was such a uh, 24 hours moment, or 24, you know, um, with... The TV uh, show 24? TV show 24. Okay. Where... You've got this red state guy who just want to get thing wants to get things done he's from and New stop. York City. Yeah. Oh, not red state from where he's from, but red state in his uh, cultural values. There are TV shows that are red state and TV shows that are blue state. I feel TV like that's shows. maybe simplifying it a little too much. Uh, okay. Right now. Uh, I would say go back and watch 24 and tell me. Oh, I'm not saying. No, no. This guy isn't like basically the NRA embodied. It's a neocon's wet dream. I wouldn't necessarily done. call it a red state <laughs> yeah. show, though. <laughs> Uh, and then anybody who's an obstacle is weak and lame in mm-hmm. some way. Mm-hmm. It's usually some spineless, like physically small, pale federal bureaucrat who says stuff like, you can't torture people. Right. It doesn't work. Right. And Jack Bauer's like, I'm just going to hit this guy in the face four times and he'll tell us where the codes are. Yeah. And it works. Right. I, I felt where that Where are we going with this? Too. The whole movie? Uh, no, just that part with the dispatch. Oh, sure. That John McClane's trying to get stuff done, mm-hmm. and it's a silly two women who are high on their authority and power. Yeah. Who Couple of desk jockeys. Yeah, and if you think about all of the roles that could have been embodied by women, I don't know. I found it irritating. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Agreed. <laughs> It was I very mean, I, frustrating. I would have also, yeah, it was irritating that women, it was irritating that those characters existed at all. Yeah. That they were 911 operators that didn't believe someone. But they weren't 911. Oh, who were they? They were like frequency, FCC frequency dispatch. No, no, no. no. no they, they were still were. police dispatch. He was just going over the radio rather than calling 911. Oh, so he was so you breaking them to into hang up. the oh. police channel and they were like, get off this channel. And then they're like, if it's an emergency, call 911. So they were police dispatch, but he had superseded the procedure uh, of calling 911. Well, and I suppose he did not help his case with all that profanity he did and not. not saying something like, hey, I'm a police officer. He couldn't, oh. he couldn't give up his the deets to yeah. Hansi. Yeah. I feel like he gave up enough deets, though, for them to be like, oh, shit, we got to send somebody. Yeah, it, but they also had to set up the scenario where they, they could throw a body onto right. uh, Winston's car. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like it was weird. And maybe, I don't know, maybe part of this is just like seeing the movie from this era. Like it was weird that a guy would be like, 
there are terrorists holding 30 people hostage and then being like, is this a prank? Whereas like now you could just say that on Facebook and suddenly your house would be surrounded. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's a good point. Oh, so I don't know if part of that is just our modern lens being like, that's ridiculous. But I, it does still seem weird that they were like so dismissive yeah. of it. <laughs> yeah. They're like, ah, just was, send Powell. Uh, maybe that was supposed to convey that it happened all the time. What? Oh, people being like, oh, there's, people a, oh, there's so many hostages yeah, in my house. I mean, like these, no, but I think that's like the like a smallest little addition. Yeah. Would have, I think, set that context up better. Yeah. I mean, L.A. be crazy. Yeah. So maybe that does happen all the time. Yeah. And we know it's crazy because John McClane says it's crazy all the time. <laughs> yeah. Little California. Ugh. It also is like ogling women like ogling. nonstop. Wow. That's like how we meet Actually, him. Like, why does he do? Why did they? Why was that a thing that they had at the top of the movie? Him ogling ladies. Yeah, because it doesn't ever come into play afterward, and it seems to be a trait that just goes away because he loves his wife. Yeah, <laughs> I think it's so he could have a a larger arc. Yeah. Of redemption. There. Okay. So he goes from being an og an ogling, angry man who doesn't understand and doesn't support his corporate wife. Yeah. To the end, saying he's sorry. Okay. For the first time right. ever, apparently. Yeah, for the first time ever, which is like, whoa. whoa. It there, was a I'm cool I'm sure line, there were but... opportunities. <laughs> <laughs> That's why he's so heartbroken when yeah. he realizes that. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. There was, I don't know. Like It it seemed like maybe there was the slightest implication that he had been unfaithful to her mm. at one point. Because Through the ogling? Through the ogling, and then also when they're having that argument before he talks to himself in the mirror where she's like, oh, like you could tell me like what a marriage is supposed to be or something mm. like that. But yeah. that also could have uh. just been like, oh, he's married to the job. Yeah. He's got a backlog of six months of thugs or whatever he, he said. Scumbags. Scumbags. <laughs> yeah, I took that more to mean he doesn't, he's selfish and doesn't yeah. think of her in the relationship and only mm. thinks Which of Which also himself. might be what the ogling was about yeah. too. Yeah, it is, it is a little jarring because that's the sort of thing. And I love, I love movies that do this yeah. the way movies that establish people that are good or bad yes <laughs> um, and this is a total like this is a bad man move like this is the kind of behavior we would see uh from a new stepdad that we needed to know was bad and <laughs> would get rid of later right um so we would know and feel fine about it yeah. when they get crushed by a boulder <laughs> right. or whatever oh like uh san andreas yeah okay. right I don't, he doesn't ogle he, he abandons we can talk children. about that <laughs> yeah. like Sorry. that could be like a maybe that should be some bonus content at one point where we just discussed the confusing stepdad role in San Andreas. Yeah. I have so much to say about it. Yeah. Um, but they do that, but then he's a he's a good man. Yes. But he's a conflicted man. Yeah. It's nuanced. I think it's more nuanced, yeah. It's pretty nuanced. Yeah. And I mean, you know, the symbolism of in the very last scene, in order to save her very life, just as he was being pulled down the side of the building previously by the fire hose yeah. she is getting pulled down by a terrorist <laughs> who's grabbed a hold of her rolex mm -hmm. it's like identical yeah. yeah and she has to let go of the rich corporate life Ooh, wait a minute mm -hmm. in order to, to stay survive. survive she's got to let go of her corporate accomplishments yeah Ooh. or the rolex that was a gift well and then she reclaims his last name so I kind of wonder if there's like some... She reclaims McLean. But yes. that's after he accepts it, right? He introduces her as Holly Genevieve. Yeah, that's true. So then she's like... So maybe they're... Maybe they just have a conversation while Argyle's just like quietly driving <laughs> to them to their house. Just be like, ooh, I should not be here for this. Yeah. 
I mean, maybe they explain it in Die Hard 2. Maybe there's a half an hour opening of the movie yeah. where there's no action, no terrorists, <laughs> and we just learn about how they worked through their marriage. I don't remember how his relationship goes through the movies, uh, other than it seems like it's always on the rocks, right? Probably, right? Like, there's definitely a scene in one of them, maybe three, where he's tied up and he really needs Advil because he's had a headache all day. That's a running line in one of these movies. Okay. Uh, but then he's like again calling his wife to apologize. Just like Die Hard Three, probably. I mean, you got to apologize for becoming superhuman and yeah. unbelievable. Yeah, I mean, Die Hard Three's whole deal is like playing the hits. I feel like, like that's the whole point of that movie is like, hey, remember how much we enjoyed these movies? Here is all of the things we liked again. Because yeah. like, spoiler alert: the villain is Hans Gruber's brother getting revenge. <laughs> yeah. What? Yes. Jeremy Irons. Wait, that Irons. sounds like Die Hard with a Vengeance. Yeah, that's what it was Die Hard 3. Oh. What were you talking about? <laughs> Die Hard 2. Well, Die Hard 2 is in an airport. I, I've literally never seen Die Hard 2. There's an airplane involved. I heard it's the and bad she's one. She's in danger. Or something? Yeah. She's in danger? Mm hmm. What's her last name, though? Ah. Uh, <laughs> that's the question. What's on her boarding pass? <laughs> Gruber. What? Uh, she married Hans Gruber <laughs> after he came back to life because yeah. we learned that all those terrorists are yeah. immortal. Yeah. Cool. That'd be amazing. It's a pretty good movie. Yeah, that sounds incredible. Speaking of diehards, Ooh. why is this movie called Die Hard? Because he dies hard. Does he? Well, no. Other people do. You would have to try really hard to get him to die, and he won't. Ooh, like it's hard for him to die, maybe. Yeah. It's like, you know, it's like Die Hard, like a Die Hard battery. Isn't Die Hard, like, that's a, the ending of a saying, like, something oh. something dies hard, right? Yeah, yeah is it? A, it was a battery slogan. Yeah, but that can't be what they're no. referencing, right? No, but I mean, the battery slogan is referencing something. If you know why this movie is called Die Hard, tweet at us, why that Die Hard? Why that Die Hard? And if you're but Channing like Tatum, of course. What? to equipment that you want to last. It dies hard? Yeah. It's hard for it to die. But it, you call it Die Hard, but that's shorthand for yeah. it's hard for it to die yeah like i'm aware oh, okay. of the term i've heard the term as a thing really yeah but i don't like he's oh he's a diehard fan yeah. of football right which yeah. seems like that's implying uh, another thing yeah. though i don't know uh rav uh, uh what i'm just trying to put words ravioli ravioli no like a ravenous fan yes with okay. an insatiable appetite yeah for they should have called this movie insatiable <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what he's insatiable about, but it would be so different. Not okay, dying. That should be the cut of the choreography and all of the uh, yeah. action scenes. It should be called Insatiable Die okay. Hard. Oh, and it's just tight sweatpants, brother. Yep. yep. Dancing in shirtless half-constructed building. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Now that you say Die Hard fan, I recognize it as a term that exists, and it makes perfect <laughs> sense to me. Does it though? Still, in yeah. this context? Yeah. Okay. As he he goes through a lot of shit. Like, like he's, he's a diehard New York City New cop. York cop. Because he gets the shit beat out of him. I think that's another reason people like this movie, right? Because yeah. he feels, as we talked about, he feels like an actual human. Like he gets hurt. Because he gets very hurt. That's oh, those, those feet, feet, right? Yeah. Oh. yeah. Iconic DVDs. And it was like it was cool. <laughs> like I liked how I liked that moment where, like right at the end, where like they even acknowledge it 
within the story where like his wife finally sees him and is like horrified yeah. mm-hmm. at what he looks like. But then he aggressively kisses her on the mouth yeah. while he's like sweaty and bloody. Yeah, like, well, it's gross. I mean, I guess you have passion, but like also have some respect. Like also yeah. maybe just like grab a necktie off of one of the dead people and just like give it a quick. Yeah. How about a breath mint? Doesn't he? That's a joke. Who does that joke? Yeah, uh, Winston uh, says God, that too. It's not his real name. I'm getting so confused. Powell. Powell. Sergeant Powell. Yeah. Says to Sergeant deputy Winston whatever. Powell. No. Oh, because he's kissing so up def- yeah. to someone. Yeah. yeah. Who then tries to get on his side mm-hmm. after the feds are shitting on him, and it's like, uh-uh, brother. No. You can't come around me with those eyes. <laughs> oh boy. I got lost. Whoa, in that. Whoa, whoa, whoa. I got real lost in that. <laughs> I talked about this a little bit while we watched the movie, but like it had to have been so weird for, I guess now, like when I said it, it was when uh, Powell first showed up and was just like driving his car very slowly and talking into his radio and how that'd be really weird to just film like as an actor mm-hmm. where you're just talking to no one. But like, and I realized now after seeing the whole movie, that's like half of the movie, mm-hmm. like Gruber, McLean, Sergeant, whatever, like most of their scenes, if you think about it, as an actor like it's just them pretending to talk oh, into yeah. a radio <laughs> yeah that's got to be weird that's yeah, all a lot of solo acting yeah yeah, yeah. i don't want to say i know uh i know it was a charming part of their relationship mclean and powell but uh, mclean kind of teases powell about his driving and how it's kind of like a street driver you know what i mean like fancy driving or reckless driving or yeah. anything but the way they actually show it is it just looks like a very nice he was talking about when he aggressively backed the car up with a corpse on it and then oh, reversed later, off of it. Oh, later, during that that's time. That's what he meant. Oh, I yeah. thought he meant... <laughs> he wasn't, <laughs> he he wasn't was referring like... to the way he very carefully and deliberately approached yes. the building at the beginning like <laughs> yeah. a professional police officer. That's what I thought he was talking about. <laughs> because you were thinking, here's a big circle. That's a perfect opportunity to drift <laughs> Oh, right. That's why you were confused. Yeah. That's You're why like, you were why just is like, he why is he drifting right now? <laughs> <laughs> While eating a bag of potato chips yeah. and having incredible hair. Yeah. R.I.P. Han, we miss you. Oh, Han. Rest in peace. But he does a great job, as predicted by me, of freaking out when a body falls. Oh, so good! Really good. Yeah, so good. Like I believe. Yeah, I think like he has this quiet little like, oh, it's nothing. I'm just gonna go home. And then immediately his next scene is just like, Jesus Christ, motherfucker! While he's backing his car up, it's great. Yeah. Good job, Vel Johnson. Vel Johnson. Reginald. You're looking at me like I remember anything. I don't know. (laughs) You're the best source I have. Earlier, I thought his name was. I couldn't even say Reginald right. Now I can't remember what my mispronunciation is. I think you said Renegold or something. <laughs> Renegold Bell Johnson. Yeah. Ooh, that's a good name. Yeah, it is. I have uh, an MVP, an Aline based MVP. Yes. Uh-huh. Um, the second secured, actual security guard. Oh, um, right. Not the desk guy. By the elevators. But the guy by the elevator who John McClane passes and is just like eating nuts or something. <laughs> but then he, he just like eats some nuts, gives a nod, and then does a great cross arm lean against cross the wall, arm. Yes. watching him go up the elevator. Nice. Beautiful I didn't done. even notice. Then he gets shot yeah. later. Yeah. Or he gets flash banged and then shot. Oh, right. Mm-hmm. Sorry, what? Those little hockey pucks oh. that made the, oh, <laughs> it's called yeah. the flash bang. Okay. If you read any Tom Clancy novels, you'll uh... learn all about them. <laughs> <laughs> Rainbow Six, uh, maybe you've heard of it. <laughs> I have. Great. I have heard of it. There you go. Well, what I find is you never have to worry about knowing how to feel because this had an old school 1980s score. 
Yeah. Yes, it did. It was yes, it did. Aggressive. It almost felt like a Thick Williams it score. It very much felt Thick yeah. Williams. It, it was intense, like yeah. at every moment. Which was weird because at the beginning, I was surprised at how subtle the title was. Because, mm. like, we think of this movie, would be like, the words die hard would fly onto the screen while there's like a crazy <laughs> whooshy noise. But they actually just like it's very like, quietly come onto the screen in just the baggage claim section of the airport. Yeah. Like, it's yeah. not even like a shot of McLean. It's just like a very, like an establishing shot yeah. of the baggage claim. It's yeah. a lady in it, white boots. Yeah. And the words just come on Die Hard, and then they just disappear. And yeah. you're just like, oh, okay, that's how we're going to play it. But then, yeah, later, anytime something's on fire, the score is, like, freaking out. <laughs> yeah, that title has another one of MVPs in the background of a guy, an elderly gentleman, who's yes. doing a great job of having a hard time getting his bag <laughs> off the carousel. <laughs> so an experience I have for sure had. Yeah. Of like, you've almost got it, and then it falls back down, and you have to, like... <laughs> scramble to keep moving sideways <laughs> while pulling up and it's like yeah remember We've all when we been take there. big suitcases on planes don't do it we don't could, do though. it and we could smoke in airports oh yeah oh, that was weird that was weird and have a gun just on a plane I guess he's a cop yeah how does that work how did that how did and does that work right now I mean as a country I think country. you have to be an air marshal now I feel like as an off duty cop you can't just take a gun on a plane on a plane cause then you're crossing out of your you're like going out of your jurisdiction right yeah huh 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 well he's wonder, been doing it for 11 years so yeah. I'm sure it's fine oh right that's true you think that's on his badge like oh an 11 year badge I'm so sorry sir please yeah. go right once through once you get to 10 you can take guns you, anywhere <laughs> you can take that's the whole point Oh, that's what in all cop shows when they're talking about like, oh, I've got my 20, I've got my 10. They just mean I've worked enough years where I'm allowed to take my gun anywhere I want. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's why you be a cop, so you can have a gun. America number one. Yep. Or huh. five. Yeah, I was going to say. Oh, yeah, I can't what remember. What happened to America number five? I don't know. I can't remember why we started saying that. Uh, oh, five stars. Five's the best rating. Oh, right. Fair point. <laughs> You seem so regretful. Like, I'm sorry you came up with that bit. I just feel bad that I wasted the listeners' time with revisiting this conversation. Well, maybe it's already there's some new listeners who've well, never true. heard who are just the like, podcast oh, die hard. before. Yeah. And they keep, they're so confused on why we keep saying USA number five. That's true. You're welcome, new listeners. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Hey, anytime any listener wants to find out about a bit. Yeah. Tweet at us. Oh, yeah. What that bit. Absolutely. And what it is. And if we can remember, we'll absolutely yeah. tell you. give you a backstory. No guarantees if we know why we say things. Yeah. But, I mean, as we all know, comedy is at its best when you explain it in great detail. <laughs> absolutely. Yeah. Well, now you get more characters on your tweets. Yeah. So. Oh, right. I will use all 280 characters wow. every time. Big promises. Yeah. Even if it's just a bunch of salad holes. Yeah. yeah. What? Oh, do you need an expl- explanation of what salad hole oh. is? You better tweet at us yeah. at Hashtag Totes Recall Pod. Speaking of weird language, how did we ultimately feel about Hans Gruber's many accents? Mm. Which we learned, I did not realize there was more than one. There was yeah. going to be multiple accents from Mr. Gruber. It wasn't as good as I remembered it being. Mm. Yeah. Like, I think I was. I wasn't thinking about it before. And now that I'm thinking about it, it's not that good. Yeah. <laughs> but it was, I agree. It was also light enough that it wasn't distracting. Yeah. Like he wasn't like a little German schoolboy right. eating <laughs> chocolate all the time. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we are so terrorists. Oh, we are looking for the bearer bombs. Give us the bearer bombs. 
Yeah. Yeah. Give us the code. Yeah. The what? Oh, the, the code. code. Right. I forgot that scene. <laughs> Maybe that's why they want to talk hockey. If we need your codes. Yeah, it wasn't that. It wasn't that. It was mostly just Alan Rickman occasionally choosing to pronounce certain, like, syllables in sort of a Germanic way. And then to show it. Yeah. Yeah. So. Oh, having Beth with you oh yeah when you watch die hard is a real treat yes it is anyway but also she speaks german and kind of enough i mean you speak hollywood german clearly for sure i do speak hollywood german (laughs) i should yeah that's what when you get a minor in german it's equal to hollywood german German. yeah Yeah. put that on your resume please i will fluent in hollywood german (laughs) yeah because the terrorists kept shouting at each other as they were going through the hallways and like it's an action movie, so you could probably figure it out. But it was nice to just have that extra bit of context. Well, and the closed captions—is oh, that yeah. what you call it? Closed captions. Subtitles. Subtitles. Technically, they're subtitles. Okay, sorry. Okay. Subtitles were unhelpful. They just said something in German. Sure, but yeah. that's also like how we're supposed to experience it as the viewer. Yes. Well, we did better than that. Sometimes it it put the actual German as subtitles, and sometimes it said speaking German. Yeah, mm-hmm. if it's a. Ooh, we're going to go to a real behind the curtain here. If it is like <laughs> just like common phrases or like short little exclamations in languages that like maybe people like Beth would just know through their journey through the world, it might get transcribed directly. Like Max Schnell. Yeah. But otherwise, they'll just put speaking whatever language. Yeah. Hmm. Jumping back to Ali Rick's accents, mm. I will say that his. If he was purposely not doing a good American accent to be doing the American accent that a German would do, yeah. mm-hmm. then I think he nailed Crushed. it. Crushed. Yeah. Because it was like good enough. Yeah. But to like to still have some suspicion from John yeah. McClane. He's just it? making he was like making the R's really hard. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And he probably was doing that because I feel like I I must have seen him do a good American accent. Or at least sometime. better. Have I? I don't know. Are he... hard. <laughs> I mean, like Die Hard. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Can you just tag that with an "Am I right?" Yeah. Yeah, we're Am not I clear. Right? Okay, there, there we go. Right. All right, good joke. Okay, yeah. all right. Is it a good? Is it even a joke? I don't I'm know. Not sure. Uh, it was because she had it in my. Oh right, right at sorry. The end. Yeah. Molly's very tired. <laughs> if you don't understand that, tweet us hashtag salad hole. No. What's that bit? I said what's that bit? I can't remember what hashtag Salto was supposed to be. Well, maybe you should tweet at us. I should tweet at us? Yeah, if you want to know. Okay. I'm uh, trying to remember what it is. Something about like words, you know a better thing to say, right? Yeah. Something like okay, that. well, now that we've hinted it. It's Sorry. The hashtag you use when you can think of a better hashtag than the one we provide oh. for a thing to tweet at us. So 100% of the time, probably. <laughs> I don't know. What that bit's pretty good. Well, sure. I mean, it, it explains the situation yeah. pretty well. It's like the Argyle of hashtags. <laughs> yeah. Ooh, Argyle. So good. Uh, Hashtag Argyle. Uh, I like that one. That was good. What? The Argyle hashtags. Oh, Am thank I you. Right? <laughs> yeah, you're right. Uh, okay, quick, quick little tangent. We have to take a moment to appreciate the story that contains multitudes between news guy out on the beat Ooh. and news guy in the studio because oh, there's this amazing moment where he's just like we got to get out there there's something happening and the other guy harvey the guy at the desk who like mansplains hard later yeah. says something and he just goes eat it harvey and then storms off and it's great that's all but also harvey's a creep or like a douchebag yeah Don't like harvey. harvey's my mvp though. oh yes because he's like 
he's like such a like I'm a newscaster. Yeah. And then he's like such a dick off like when he's off camera. It's great. Yeah. He does a great job. Is Harvey the anchor? Yes. yes. He's the guy who's like Helsinki, Sweden. Oh, on camera. there were yeah. so many of them and though. There's also him. the crap reporter that threatened to turn Paulina into Oh yeah, the... you do not okay. You do not step to <laughs> Paulina. Paulina That's is right. taking care of the McLean children. On Christmas, on Christmas Eve. On Christmas Eve. She's probably got kids. She, or at family. least like someone, right? Someone she's close to. Yeah. Yeah. Jeez. They better be paying her overtime. Oh, like like oh. huge bonus. Huge Christmas bonus. I mean, if they said, can you do me a favor and spend time <laughs> with my family and I oh. forget about everything, the McLeans are the villains. Yes, yeah. agreed. Wait, that's the real story. Yep. Oh, I was going to go on a, a Mrs. Doubtfire tangent. <laughs> That yep. maybe Paulina is is uh, one is of John McClane. <laughs> but <laughs> I don't know who she would have been in the children's life. Oh sure. Like <laughs> another like their real father. <gasps> yes. Yeah. yes, 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 yes. We don't know. John McClane is the stepdad. That's why he's ogling ladies. Oh, they have to establish he's sense. a bad stepdad. The There's a different We've movie. Crack the code. Where he's a bad stepdad. Yes. He might be a good cop and yes. a good husband, but Absol- he's a bad stepdad. Absolutely. Yeah. So we know that it is okay if he dies at some point yes. because yes. he's a bad stepdad. Also, we should take a moment to appreciate what Dan just said because that we basically just wrote the tagline for a movie. Like, good husband. What was it? Good husband, good cop, bad stepdad. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you, could, you could put Bruce Willis in that. Uh, you sure. probably could. He'd For do it. Sure. What's he doing? Nothing. I want to talk about the amount of paper that falls out of the building. <laughs> <at> the <laughs> in the final, the sort of epilogue of yes. the movie, I guess, uh, where they're all standing around milling about mm. after everything's resolved, mm. it's like a good ten minutes, maybe fifteen minutes in real time, and. There's paper falling the whole time. Like the whole Just like time. loose sheets of paper. Yeah. Like, That's so much paper to fall. It the paper had to have like been shot up like out of the atmosphere and then fallen back to earth in order to have it still falling. Let me present this theory to you. Okay. This is a major multinational corporation. It is a <laughs> <laughs> Oh Molly just let loose the biggest like, yawn. The I've biggest ever yawn seen. in the world. <laughs> Uh, they are ready to make multinational dill dills, <laughs> making yep. dills, dills, converting yuan twenty four seven. They need to have a supply closet the size of the Taj Mahal. That building explodes. There is a huge draft at that <laughs> height, like floor forty five, the- whatever. Exactly. We are talking metric tons of full stock paper. <laughs> So you think in we're the... talking hole punched? We're talking <laughs> regular. We're talking that light pink color that you use sometimes to distinguish uh, yeah. it Carbon from the light copies. blue color. Gold oh, bonds. We got legal paper. We got regular size paper. We got card stock, heavy stock. <laughs> Photo paper. <laughs> A4, A5. Exactly. What I'm, that dot print paper what I'm saying is maybe the supply closet was right below the C4, right? Oh. So the building explodes. Oh, because you would store your paper close to the roof. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> well, the C4 floor is lower down. All right. The one that McLean explodes? No, the one that blows up the roof. Oh, yeah. that's when the paper's falling. Yeah. The roof so, is on fire. 
So I'm saying. Also very tall. So I'm saying the supply closet is like, ooh, maybe that's what it is. Whole floor is the supply closet because they are a multinational corporation. The top floor is just. Paper? Like the third to top floor is just supplies. Paper. Okay. Ooh, right. And there's yeah. just like one box fan in there that's just like. <laughs> no, keeps I'm saying like no, the that's way what those two guys in the crane were doing. Yeah. At the very end. <laughs> yeah, that was our theory. Yeah, like when it cuts to like the, when it zooms out to like this moment where uh, McLean and Holly Gennaro. I'm saying Gennaro. We don't know what happens yeah. in the middle of that drive. That's right. Yeah. They are smooching in the limo. This camera zooms out to show all the chaos. And it's just sort of like this random, like people on a cherry picker thing that it's like, it's not clear what they're doing. So our theory was they were literally just the crew that was like shaking a sack full of paper yeah, above the, the camera. The cherry picker rotates off screen very Pretty quickly. Pretty quick. Yeah. Like, oh, shit. Oh, we're off. Get off screen. Get off screen. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I, that's probably what happened. Yeah. yeah. Well, you heard it here. Yep. Sure did. Behind the scenes. Behind the scenes, of, we assume. <laughs> that should be a new segment. Just more behind the scenes, scenes we assume. Yeah. <laughs> oh. oh. Christmas movie? Oh, we should talk about that. I came around to saying, fine, sure, it's a Christmas movie. Yeah. I still don't care. Agreed. But... They do, they hit, hammer it in. They hit Christmas hard. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, if a Christmas movie to you is, it takes place at Christmas and Christmas is present in some way, yeah. in some meaningful way, then yeah. yes, they sing a lot of Christmas songs. They reference it being Christmas a lot. Yeah. At one point, there wasn't a Christmas reference for a while. So somebody had started to paint Merry Christmas like weird, oh, dumbass yeah. graffiti. Some random construction no worker must have like tagged that. Like HVAC system with Mary Crew. Yeah. But then thematically, which I think is more important, but again, it doesn't matter. <laughs> I don't think it really hits those. Yeah. Um, but I don't know. Yeah. That's my thoughts. Who cares? I, mean... I would say it's more of a Christmas movie than Love, actually. Sure. Oh, yeah. Like if we're talking about themes, the theme of that movie is. You're bad at relationships, but it's going to work out anyways. Yeah. Ooh, as is long that as how you're Christmas- a man. As long as you're a man. Ooh. Mm, that movie's bad. <laughs> so bad. Anyway, who cares? Who cares? But also Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Or Happy Holidays. Happy Holidays. America Happy 2017. Holidays. America. Yeah. And the world. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. If We've got international listeners. Yeah. That's true. Oh. We have an Australian listener, hopefully still. To the Australian, yeah. Australian Christmas? Is that a thing? Wait, what? what? But is that at a different time of year because no. they're in the other hemisphere? No. No. But is it though? I was in just Australia surf. last year okay. around Christmas time. Okay. And there are Christmas trees up, but it's very strange because it's not cold and snowy like it is here. Hmm. It's sunny and beautiful. Great. It sounds great. It sounds like, like in Hawaii. Where fake it's also Christmas. Not cold. That's what I'm hearing. And Santa surfs everywhere. Oh, sure. Oh, cute. I want that. What does Santa do in Australia? He probably surfs too. Yeah, he, he probably Beals, surfs Beals too. Beach. He's at Bell's Beach. Beals Beach. I went to Bell's Beach. Oh, okay. no big deal. Jesus Christ. Oh my gosh. He'll deliver so the fun. presents when he comes back in. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, point break. Tweet us what that bit salad hole. <laughs> Bell's Beach. Before we uh, get to our final thoughts and ratings on the movie, yes. we 
like to read a review of Arso. We do. We love it. The impression of a character from this movie, which there are. We could do a a light German accent. Yeah. We could do a German man doing an American accent. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But we can't because there's no new reviews. Oh, no. So I guess we'll just um, (laughs) take a moment of silence for what could have been. Okay. (laughs) Molly. Molly, okay, Molly you have to... you're being disrespectful. Okay. And start now. Jesus Christ. Okay, starting now. Now. Okay. All right, we'll cut that out in post. Okay. Uh, <laughs> you can just mute. Now that we have these new mics. Thank oh, you thank patrons. you, patrons. Thank, thank you, patrons. Uh, we can mute Molly's channel. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, great. So, Dan, you yep. gave it four and a half. Yep. I didn't write anything down about why you did that. I don't think I said much about it. Uh, I think I was mostly focused on, like, the math of yippee ki yay yeah. <laughs> uh, By the way, math of those, there are two. They say it twice in the movie. You're welcome. Mm. Uh, what did I say? Four and a half? Four and a half. Sure, four and a half. Great. Uh, it was enjoyable. Uh, <laughs> I thought the... I don't know. It was a good... It's a good action movie. Like it's not. There's enough going on where it's not just stupid. You know what I mean? Like some action movies, like they're great action movies, but oh boy, they're stupid. Yeah. And this one, like, isn't that stupid actually? Yeah, it's not stupid. Yeah. <laughs> stupid actually. What? Oh, uh, so ah, that's what it should have been called. Am I right? Am I right? There you Am go. I right? Thank you. Uh, yeah, not a stupid action movie. Still holds up. Uh, you can tell like 30 years of movies have been ripping it off mm-hmm. four and a half yippee ki right yep. did i say that right yeah yippee- yeah these are yippee ki okay beth you gave it four because you enjoyed it recently yes i would stick with four i also enjoyed it i thought it was entertaining it's also not the best film that i've ever seen <laughs> so it doesn't get that five five yippee ki yeah. But it does get four of them. Four Great. of what? Yippee ki yay yays. Okay. <laughs> Great. I gave it one yippee ki yay 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 <laughs> Which is the equivalent, yeah. Yippee ki I guess I should have doubled it and have yeah, you ten yays. Oh, you screwed it up. Anyway. We got to oh, start the podcast all over. Right. Start over. Welcome. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's not a five for me. And maybe because it didn't, I think it's, I feel good about four and a half. I don't think it, uh, it didn't unexpectedly delight me like I need a five. Sure. Yippee-ki-yay mm-hmm. movie too. Yeah. Eight, but it executes very well. It's like a very good, simple, clean action movie. Mm-hmm. Like it does everything it needs to do. There's no, there's very little weird random shit that you're like, what is happening? Yeah. Yeah. It's just, I think it's just really well done. Um, four and a half. Hmm. Molly, you gave it a bold three, as you said, <laughs> um, because your gender expectations would ruin it mm-hmm. for you. Yep. Essentially. Yep. Uh, yeah, no, I think I'll bring it up to four yippee ki Oh. Yeah. Um, just because I think it was uh, very well done. It, the the script was um, pretty precise. I liked the way they did exposition. Uh, I thought all the acting was great. I uh, some of the 
gender stuff was kind of hard to take. The fact that it passed the Bechdel-Wallace like immediately did help put me a little bit at ease. Mm-hmm. A little more minority representation could have been nice, but again, it's 1988, so... I even think it did pretty good for yeah, 1988. For a, ni- so, for really? a 1988 action movie starring a bunch of white dudes, it did pretty good. Like the lead hacker, smart guy is a black dude. Argyle. Argyle. Mm-hmm. Powell. Yeah, uh, three. And then, uh, and then like, normal American Japanese citizen was a big one, I feel like. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Just in terms... Just in the way they approached it. Like, obviously... Right. Like, look... Obviously, it'd be great if more of the main people were minorities. Like, that's how movies are. Yeah. We were all just yeah. kind of like, ooh, that still would have worked if it were not mm-hmm. a white man. Yeah. Yeah. No, for real. That's a, anyway. that's a very good point. Yeah. Okay. All right. I'm going to stick with you, it. But... I'm, I'm going to give it four yays. All right. For yay. what? Well, you'd be kind of yays, but I feel like yays express like, yeah. So like what does Yippie Kaye express? It's the same thing. Well, then why <laughs> <laughs> Why did you change it? I don't know. I just felt like it was getting lost in all of the bit. That maybe you're like, maybe it's a reluctant Yippie Kaye. All right. Listen, people, not all fours are the same. Okay. Some are more enthusiastic than others. It's true. We live this in one a is pretty We live in a world of diversity. We live in a salad bowl of yays and yippie kais. America number yeah. five. Not all fours are equal. Some are more equal than others. Hold on. Yeah. Wait, what's going on? Where is this going? <laughs> Animal farm. Oh no. Oh. What? Why did it get so dark? I don't what? know. We just watched a movie about fucking terrorists. <laughs> yeah. I mean, they were technically just burglars. So was Watergate. Yeah. What? <laughs> I don't know. I'm oh, so yeah. tired. Remember when Nixon <laughs> pretended to be an American <laughs> so that he could trick the American people into being president long enough to steal yeah. a bunch of bearer bonds? Get a Wait pretty a good, like, vaguely German accent. I need to write this down. This could actually be a good movie. <laughs> yeah. They should have just exploded the roof off the Watergate Hotel. All that paper would have just Oh, right. Down yeah, they wouldn't them. have to steal it. And they could just pick it up off the ground. <laughs> <laughs> good man. Good dad. Bad president. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Call us Hollywood. Totes Recall is hosted by Molly Chase, Beth Gibbs, Dan Jaquette, and Dan Linden. Produced by Beth Gibbs. New episodes of Totes Recall drop on the 15th of every month. For more information and bonus content, visit us at totesrecall.com. Thank you so much for listening. Happy holidays! Happy holidays! Come on. Assume the podcast ended a while ago. (laughs) God bless America. Oh, Lord bless us.